morning, folks. Welcome to Stace and Barry in the morning, episode 10. Core, blimey, double figures already and all that jazz. And all that jazz. <clears throat> it's too early for singing, I think. Maybe, perhaps. <clears throat> Anywho, I'm the Stace half of the Stace and Barry, and joining me on our glorious virtual uh, Saturday morning sofa of um, geeky silliness is my uh, ever-so-handsome, super-delightful... How many more nice adjectives do I have to say before you give me a tenner? Barry Nugent? Hey, or you can call me Bert. Why? So obviously, I did Rum Tum Tucker, which is now finished. Uh, and then yeah. I did uh, Cockney, Cockney Star Trek. Um, was it Cockney Star Trek? No, it was Cockney King Arthur. That's finished now. So now I'm, um, I'm taking my acting skills into musicals. So... What I reckon is, at some stage, I know they're already doing the reboot of Mary Poppins, but I'm hoping when they come to do Mary Poppins 2, Electric Boogaloo, that I'll be able to play the part of Bert as formerly played by Dick Van Dyke. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what to do with that because, um, I mean, Mary Poppins is terrible huh. and I don't feel like, oh dear. <laughs> but you can do, but then, you know, you got Chim Chimini. That's like a classic. Okay. Yeah. Chim Chimini is a classic. But chim like. Chim Chimini, Chim Chimini, Chim Chim Chiroo. Good luck will rub off when you shake hands with you. Chim Chimini, Chim 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 As sweet is as lucky as lucky is me. Go blimey, Mary Poppins. Go bless your son. Go, it's a bit tainted, isn't it, Governor? Time. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. What do you like? What are Shut you it, like? You tart. Yeah, you slag. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know why we always end up doing so many cockney accents on this show, because it's not really got anything to do with like geekiness or the morning time. And yet no. somehow we always end up just going, you slag. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> you tart. Like, all the time. All you of the time. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Uh, How are you doing on this uh, crisp autumn slash wintery more? I don't know. It's a bit cold today, isn't it? It is. It and is a bit. A bit. <laughs> See, I was going to go cook the again. Go, God, it's a bit late, is that, isn't it? <laughs> Shut it's up. a bit what? A bit taters, is what you say. Taters? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I always what say. Mean? I don't know. Potatoes froze? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to... Like, well, I, for some reason, when I'm cold, I always say it's a bit billy nipples, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that, that came from. That I, I, I'm going to stick with taters. <laughs> you don't tater, want to... You don't want to take on Billy Nipples. <laughs> no, I don't want to take on Billy Nipples. That uh, sounds like some sort of like martial arts expert. Sixpence. <laughs> Billy Nipples is John Con Van Damme Junior Two, the Third Esquire. What are you even saying? I don't know. Let's just get. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. Shall we? Uh, shall we roll on with a little old sexy segment? It's not sexy. It's just a segment. But shall we do it? Yeah, and I bet it will be sexy by the end of it. Oh, that sounds wrong. Oh, I I'm, so. I'm going to put all of the pressure on you then and make this uh, uh, Barry's Saturday morning cartoons. Is that it? What do you mean? Is that it? 
Well, that's a bit... That's like a classic one, isn't it? I've heard that one like plenty of times. Not necessarily... You know. Yeah, but I mean... Right, here's the thing. Okay. Like, Do another one. No, I'm just going to lay some facts on you, right? Okay. I'm tired. And I've had <gasps> the shits for a disproportionate amount of time today. I'm not really in a space where anything in my brain works. <laughs> but I believe in you, Stace. I've got the thing is now you've put me on the spot and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've run out of steam <laughs> I've run out of trumpet steam I'm so sorry <laughs> <sighs> go on just talk about okay. a cartoon will you <laughs> fine yes so um, I'm talking about Saturday it's Saturday morning it's time for a cartoon I'm going to talk about um, a cartoon which is very dear to my heart, which is uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, do you watch it? Nope. <laughs> e. Do you watch Sorry. it? But you are aware of Star Wars. <laughs> okay, right. I know that I'm a div and I've not seen most things that exist in the hey, cinematic look. universe, but I have seen, I have seen the Star Wars. Okay. I'm not judging. No, the reason I don't watch extended Star Wars stuff, i.e. cartoons or reading comics or books and stuff, is mm-hmm. just purely because of my bad, bad memory. I can't fix that much history and that many names into my brain. It just won't work. So I'm just sticking with what the movies tell me. I suppose I don't really... I mean, yes, there is a lot of expanded universe in there and it does all link in and stuff. But I suppose I don't, I don't necessarily watch it from that perspective. I kind of, I just watch it because it's a really, really good cartoon, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, and it's, it is Star Wars, but it's kind of in of itself, which is what I quite like. And yes, you can link it with the other films and stuff, but I just like it because it's just a quality cartoon. And this same team did the Clone Wars cartoon before that. And I really, really like the Clone Wars because actually they made the prequels look good. And and also showed you just how dickish the Jedi's are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, I kind of think what's, you know, I don't want to get into the whole, like, looking at the prequel films, but I think what George Lucas was trying to say, I, I like to think, because obviously me and George are on first name, you know, basis. If you're listening, George, what up? <laughs> Is that effectively what happened was the Jedi's became dicks didn't really look at what they were doing. Sif came in and did them over, basically. That's just summed up the uh, first three films. You're welcome, geek them. <laughs> um, even though that did kind of come across in the films, I think it comes home much more in the uh, Clone Wars. So the cartoon was very good at kind of doing that. And I think when they cancelled that cartoon, I was properly pissed off. And then when they announced they were doing Rebels, which kind of felt like it had been Disney-fied, so you had like a sort of plucky young kid and like this sort of scrappy band of rebels with him. And the kid looked like, basically, he looked like the brother of Aladdin. Right. So you half expected him to kind of, I remember watching the first episode and I kept expecting him to break into song every five minutes. <laughs> and literally just go, one step ahead of the bad guys. It was, you know, it was really annoying. But actually, as the series has gone on, it's just got, better and better and better and it's because it's the same creative team that did Clone Wars 
yes, some of the good stuff about it is the fact that it does tie into the films. Because you, you know Rogue One? I do. So the guy who was um, Saul, is it Saul Guerrero? Is that his name? The dude with the breathing mask and the dodgy afro. Let's say yes. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, let me put it a different way. He was the only black guy in the film. Is that Forrest Whitaker? Right. <laughs> there we go. That's easy. <laughs> there you easy, go. To, easy to remember. All I have to do is to point to the number of ethnic people in the film. That makes it far easier to remember because there's normally <laughs> not that many. Right quite, to be fair, there's quite a few in Rome. Actually, no, there is, to be fair. No, no, I'll, I'll take back the aforementioned rant. Um, but he's actually in, he's been in this season of Clone Wars, as as has Princess Leia's been in there, Mon Mothra's been in there, um, Leia's dad, his name escapes me, he's been in there. Um, and there's, it's just starting to link up quite nicely with um, Star Wars, I think. Well, well, probably maybe not even Star Wars, probably more um, Rogue One, I would probably say, is what they're trying to kind of link to. Okay. Um, So, yes, I'm loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. I don't know, because there's a lot of stuff that I've got to catch up on in terms of uh, telly and movies and whatnot. But I feel like I want to watch it, is what I'm saying. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if my brain will handle it. Because I'm a diff. Um, and also, I do like cartoons, though. Like, I like cartoons a lot. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's why I think you should check it out. Not even because of the all, you know, because I know some people watch it and it's that whole kind of, look, that, that character there was in the Star Wars Expanded Universe book and that planet there was mentioned in 15 years ago when George Lucas did an interview with SFX. Do you know what I mean? There's people that love it on that level. But the level that I kind of love it on is the fact that it's actually a freaking good cartoon. It's a good yeah. sci-fi cartoon with some... The last episode had a, had a battle in it, which um, was up there with some of the stuff in the, in the actual films themselves. And I would say it's got some of the best lightsaber fights as well um, compared to the films. It's just, it's just a very good show. If you, like, if you like Star Wars and like the Star Wars universe, the idea... It's worth watching. You don't need to worry. And then just don't worry about trying to link it into everything. Just kind of, when you see that happening, just just sing and put <laughs> fingers in your ears or something. Fair enough. Do yeah. I need to have watched any of the previous animated shows to understand what's happening? Or is it a shiny new thing? If you, because I think we're on, the good thing with Rebels is, well, depends on your perspective. Um, this is the last season. So um, there's no more after this. So there are, I think this is season four. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm wrong, answers on an email. So you could quite happily go back to season one yeah. and watch the four seasons. You don't need to watch like Clone Wars or any of the other stuff. You could just watch these four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would suggest you do it. Oh, <clears throat> I would just suggest if you do start with season one and don't skip season two, um, I would say just, you know, see, I don't want to do, I don't want to be the person that says stick with it because I hate when people say that mm. because you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to stick with something until it gets good. Either it's good for you or it's not. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a think. I'll have a think because <laughs> may, maybe, 
because maybe you could maybe you could jump in from like the end of um season one yeah and then just go straight into season two so that, that's what i've done with some shows some shows i've only watched the opening episode and then i've watched the last two episodes oh that's an interesting tactic because i was recently told about how great the last series of um agents of shield was but I mm-hmm. could not gel with the first season at all. I think I got three episodes in and I was like, I'm checked out. I hate all these people. I wish they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I might give it a whirl anyway. And just because I do love a good animation and I feel like mm. I probably need more TV shows in my life that aren't too heavy going, if that makes sense. Because yes. like, yes. I've been watching a lot of like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and Bojack Horseman and, like, to a certain extent, Rick and Morty, and they're, like, quite grim and they cover quite, like, dark topics at times. And I feel like maybe I could just do with, you know, like, I think that's why I like DuckTales so much because it's just adorable, colourful fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably about time for uh, my pick of the fortnight. That's more like it. That's the sassy stace I remember. That's what I signed up for. God damn it. Um, I actually read a comic. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> anybody that well knows me. me. I don't know what happened to me lately. I don't know if it's just because there are so many comics or because they're so expensive or because, I don't know, like, they're all just bogged down in events or whatever. Um, but I sort of fell out with comics for a bit and I've had, like, no motivation to read any, but then mm-hmm. had to go to London on a trip, uh, a training trip for work the other day, and it was on to save money. They sent me on the super early train that also takes two and a half hours because it stops literally everywhere. Um, <laughs> I actually almost got stuck in uh, in in your neck of the woods because the train separated at Northampton, and I was on the wrong bit for a moment there. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I know. Shoot. Um, <laughs> it's just, you might have got a phone call from me on Tuesday night being like, can I, can I stay at your house? I'm stuck in Northampton. Um, but I decided to read a bunch of comics while I was on the train because I was like, hey, that's something that I don't have, like it's not heavy to carry around some digital comics in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I caught up on the last four issues of Iceman from Marvel, which is about, you know, the X-Man, Bobby Drake, Iceman dude yes. who has fun ice powers um <clears throat> so it's his solo title that started i think it was earlier this year might have been the end of last year i can't remember um and it's written by cena grace who has done do you know i'm not 100 percent sure what he's done writing wise prior to this aside from a couple of like self-published little doodads which were also really good um but he used to actually he might still do he did the art on um little depressed boy which if anybody's ever heard my podcast before stacy's pop culture parlor then you will know that i bloody love that comic i love it um and i love his artwork and stuff. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know what's happened i actually got a quote on the back of a cover of one of the um little depressed boy trades and it made me really happy because it's right there next nice. to a quote from uh, Donald Glover, who I'm basically in love with. So I was like, that makes us like somehow related. It doesn't. He doesn't know I exist, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, Cena Grace is now writing Iceman, and it's really, really good. Um, 
I don't know if this isn't a spoiler because it happened like well over a year ago, but I don't know if you're aware that Iceman is gay now. <laughs> um, I think I did know that. Okay. I don't understand how it happened because I've never read the issues, but, and it confuses me. You know how I get really confused by time travel? Yes. Like, like essentially a past version, a young version of Iceman came to the present and realized he was gay and then told the older him to sort of like make him feel more comfortable about himself and stuff. But in my head, like, if he realises it as a young dude, then shouldn't he know it as an old dude anyway? Old dude. Let's not talk about time travel, because my mind will literally melt. Um, but so, like, a lot of this book is um, centred around him settling into his new uh, sort of queer identity and, like, figuring out what that means for him and, you know, who he's going to tell and how he's going to tell him. And then on top of all of that, quite enjoyable interesting stuff is like a bunch of exciting x-men fights and that um nice he is having secondary mutations as well so like his powers have gotten a lot more interesting um because as much as i do quite like man skates around on homemade <laughs> ice bridges <laughs> when you say it like that that just sounds shit I mean, it does, doesn't it? but that was essentially his power whereas now he can like whilst he's fighting stuff he can also create like like basically like moving snowmen that can get people out of danger whilst he's actually dealing with the threat kind of thing um, can, and, I still, can I say that still sounds a bit shit? I mean, it does sound a bit shit, but he also can create, like, big ice statues to, like, twat people on the head with. That's quite good. Okay. Yeah, that that's pretty good. good. But- there, was a, there was an issue just, this is a little miniature spoiler, but there was an issue that I just read that I was simultaneously like, wow, that's amazing, and then almost immediately like, that makes no sense, <laughs> where he, um, he... he he can turn himself into vapour now if he wants to because nice. it's man science, I guess. Um, and he does it at one point. And then when he reforms himself, he's got big ice wings. And I'm like, mate, they're never going to work. <laughs> 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 they're they're going to weigh you down and you are going to fall to your doom. Um, you're one of those people that stands on the street watching superheroes go, ooh, that's a dodgy parody. That's never going to work. Well, I'd be the person who saw Spider-Man and would just think, oh, what if that web gave way? <laughs> I'm such such a negative, like, I'm so unoptimistic, it's ridiculous. Like, I'd just see Spider-Man and be like, oh, no, I hope that momentum doesn't take him splatting into, like, passive (laughs) pigeon. (laughs) To be fair, I always, uh, it's not just you, whenever I watch Superman, I always think, blimey, that's some serious trust in them powers. Because yeah. what if you're up? What if you're up doing that? You know the bit at the end of the movie Superman film where he's kind of over the he's over the earth. Oh yeah, and he kind of smiles at the screen. Hey kids, what happens if that's when his powers like fade and he gets like <laughs> he falls back in, he falls back to earth and gets burnt by like reentry? Well, yeah, exactly. Like I remember having a conversation with a friend of ours, Sam Harrison, who. Um, because I was talking about Spider-Man, because I was like, one of the things that always makes me nervous when he is, like, swinging through New York is the idea that he would, like, swing round a corner and then just smack his face directly into, like, a heavy goods vehicle or something because he just cause he can't see round corners. Sam, <laughs> Sam did put... 
Sam did put my mind to rest about that one because he did say that's right. what body senses are for you, Dave. Like he wouldn't swing around that corner, and I was like, okay, all right, fair enough. You've got me yeah, there. Okay, yeah, good point. Ah, but you've got still. me there, but still, yeah. Because like I always think about that with the flash. Like how many bugs must he end up with smished on his face? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Iceman's really good. <laughs> Oh. My thing with the Flash is, why is it every episode where, like, there's always a bit where he meets the villain for the first time and the villain always wins and it's normally because he puts someone else in danger and then the Flash goes to save that person and then the villain literally runs through a door yeah, and then the Flash oh. is like, they've gone. I'm like, well, how could they? <laughs> <laughs> I, I <don't... laughs> I'm not sure like, I'm agree, but I'm pretty sure they just ran down a flight of stairs and you're the fastest man alive. I'm fairly confident if you went now, in fact, even if you left it for five minutes and still went, you'd be able to catch them before they got the bus. Oh, absolutely. One of the questions that I have that's a kind of spoiler is regarding why on earth he ever slows down to do anything when he's in a dodgy situation? Uh, <laughs> like, like, why would you, like, no, I'm not going to say it. It's a spoiler. I will talk to you about it okay. afterwards. I'm going to change we'll the name to, of this we'll podcast to Everything Comes Back to the Flash. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, Iceman, it's really good. The artwork is lovely. It's like, um, it's very comic book style, but it's also a little bit sort of, the way I would describe it would be sort of unfinished, but not in a bad way, like in a, in a good, in a really good way. I don't know how to describe it. I'm bad at describing art. It's nice. Go look at it. Um, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good, really good book. And, um, I mean, I can't really speak to how well it represents, you know, like coming out stories or the gay community, but, um, it's definitely been an interesting read and I like Iceman because he's quite funny. Like I like my characters to have a bit of fun about them. That's why I like, like Spider-Man and Deadpool so much because they're just like, even when they're having a really shit day, they're always cracking wires. And I like that. It's good. I've got a burp brewing. <coughs> I'm sorry. Pardon me. I've been drinking Fanta and I should stop. <laughs> yes. Yes, you should. <sighs> Or maybe we should just go into our last segment, see what oh, I did there. All right, Governor, let's do that then. It's our morning musical musings. Yeah. Yeah, cool, blimey. Now, do you want me to start or do you want to have a go? Um, no, you, you go first. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but there was a little sort of... It's not really a trailer so much as a little teasy tease for Incredibles 2 uh, that did yes. on Tinternet the other day. And yes. um, if I don't know about you, but I absolutely fucking adore The Incredibles. <laughs> like, like, I think yes. it's way up there in, like, my top three Pixar movies. It's a, It might be in my top three, like, movies ever. <laughs> it's so good. Um and so I have been listening to the soundtrack from the uh, the Incredibles uh, by Michael Giacchino. I never know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I like to say it with a lot of confidence so that people think I am. <laughs> I like to say Michael Chino's because it sounds like he's, he's named after a pair of trousers. I'm just going to call him Michael as though we're pals. <laughs> um, cool. 
So, yeah, so the song that I've been like really going to town on lately is it's the opening track on the album. It's called The Glory Days and it's got, um, it's got all the good themes and it's got like loads of like big, bold, sexy brass and, um, oh, it's just so good. Like I read an article somewhere about how, um, John Barry was originally supposed to be doing the soundtrack could not for some reason i can't remember the reasoning um so you can tell that there's that, that's definitely the obviously the feel that the director wanted and i just oh, i just think it's cracking it's like it's like 50s and 60s spy action thriller stuff with like big bombastic orchestral good times uh, i love it it's really good i might like well i say i might put a snippet in here i'm not editing this episode you are so maybe Maybe you will. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I'm not psychic, but I'm just going to plant this seed. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great. It's a really, really, like, it's a great soundtrack to listen to to make your day, like, 100% more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're just walking around shops, it's like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Ford Rose into Tesco's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like diving over people's cars, and they're like, "What the fuck is happening?" I'm in the Morrison's car park. Ah. Oh. But anyway, yeah, so go listen to that. It's good. And also, I'm so excited about Incredibles 2. It's ridiculous. It, it, I have to say, it's Incredibles is up there for me. It's one of my favourite, certainly one of my favourite animated um, films. And for me, it's probably, in many ways for me, now that I remember who's done the soundtrack, it's probably his best soundtrack for me. Um, I'm going to have to go and listen to it after this now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'll quickly uh, mention mine. So obviously I am, I'm currently engaging in um, national, what is it? National Writing Month, whatever you call it. I can't think oh, what yeah. you call it now. It basically got to write a story, 50,000 words or whatever. Um, I'm just using it as a, as a um, excuse to get some work done, really. <laughs> so, Fair enough. <laughs> so I have been like properly going for it and up every morning you know, doing a couple of hours of writing before I head off to work. So I have had to um, crank out the old soundtracks. And one of the soundtracks I stumbled across, actually, which I've never listened to before, was the V for Vendetta um, soundtrack. Okay. Um, which is actually pretty darn good. Um, <laughs> it's by D Dario Marianelli. Probably said that wrong. But there's one track in it called Evie Reborn, and it is just amazing it's one of them tracks that starts quite quiet and then just builds and builds and builds and i think it's to see it. have you seen the film i have seen the film i don't remember like because i haven't seen it for a very long time and i don't think i've ever listened to the soundtrack for it so i'm not i can't place the song there's a it's quite easy because there's one really quite iconic scene in the film where she's standing in the rain yep mm -hmm. um and it's basically the music for that scene 
and yeah, it's it's proper proper epic. So go and listen to it, people. Yeah, do it. And then get your head shaved. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, you can if you want to. We're not gonna force you to get your head shaved. I Sadly. Am. I mean, that's a little bit weird. No, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock up with some snowmen and force people to get their head shaved. Iceman, <laughs> I'm not getting my. <laughs> Iceman does not create snow golems to bully people into head shavery. <laughs> Are you sure, Stace? You can't keep I mean, an eye on your 24 hours a day. You don't know what he gets up to in his off time. That is true. Between issues, who knows what he's up to? Not me, that's for sure. Maybe yeah. maybe he goes around people's houses like cold calling. With cold calling, eh? Oh, yeah. no. With snowmen. Uh, Hello, I'm Bobby Drake. I'm, I'm here with my snowmen. We're trying to sell uh, double glazing because it's getting cold for winter. Are you interested? That sounded funnier in my head. And that probably won't make that probably won't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wish I was editing this episode because I would totally keep that in just yeah. to irritate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Hey, before we go, Barry, I've got a little bit, a little wee snippet of Stace related news. Stace news. Do it. Stace news. Stace news. I don't, I don't know why. I thought it needed a whispered uh, sound clip. Anyway, um, yeah, I have been, uh, well, I was nominated and then I managed to somehow, unbelievably, get through to the finalist list um, in the Audioverse Awards for uh, Best Actress in an Ensemble Ongoing Production. And, like, I don't know how I did that. And it feels like a fluke. Thank you very well much. Well done. Um, but now that I'm there, I really want to win. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had a small taste of glory and I've gone insane. You um, want more. Yeah, exactly. So I got nominated for my role as the librarian in Series 2 of Raygun and Starburst, which if you haven't checked out, you really should. Um, I mean, Series 1 is really good, uh, but Season 2 is better, and I'm not just saying that because I'm in it. I just genuinely think that it's better. Um, and if you enjoy what you hear then please do go to the Audioverse Awards website, which I think is just audioverseawards.net, but I could be lying to you, so just Google it. Um, the voting for the finale-type times opens... Oh, today! <laughs> um, but there's, like, time difference and stuff, so I imagine it's probably going to be later today than this episode comes out, but still. So, yeah, do go and vote for me, you know, if you want me to win stuff and be all over-excitable and possibly a little bit unbearable on social media for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, go vote for states, otherwise we'll send around the snowmen. <laughs> yeah, they'll shave your eyebrows off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear me. <laughs> fucking hell, you fucking <laughs> snow golems. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. You want what some snowballs? <laughs> no, I don't. Shut up, Barry. Yeah, we should. Um, if you want to do a tweet at us, you know, go to Twitter and find uh, at Stace and Barry. Stace and Barry. I keep trying to enunciate it because I don't want you to think it's Stace and Barry because it's not. Um, or you can drop us an email, Stace and Barry at Google, no, at gmail.com. I don't know. I'm half asleep and also quite full of wind. 
So I don't really know what's happening. So I'm just going to say, you know, have a good morning and make sure you have a good breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. And um, go vote for me. Haha. <laughs> Bye. And remember, wherever you're going, watch out for snowmen. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. I love you. <laughs> Bye, all.